God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with treats. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. Welcome to The God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirla. And today we're going to continue on our trek in the Heidelberg Disputation. Yeah. And uh, we've got some new toys that we need to play with. <laughs> Boy, let's, before we get to... <laughs> That's Before right. Before we get to that. Excuse me. <laughs> that kind of reminds me, are you going to do your public oh, service oh. announcement for colonoscopies? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Always yeah, you're a big, get you're, your colonoscopy. You're, a, you're, a, you're a proponent of the colonoscopy. I am. My father died of colon cancer, and uh, I started having them early at the age of 35, and uh, you know it, the <laughs> recovery colon room cancer is cancer at the age of thirty five. No, I started the the uh, colonoscopies at thirty five, and uh, the recovery room it, it's really an inter, inter, excuse me interesting place. <laughs> We're like a couple of uh, teenage boys around here. We have we have descended <laughs> to the junior high level here. This, like, this, give me that. This thing. actually came out uh, this is big from... on the God Whispers group recently. <laughs> This is this is, did it really? Well, yeah, what, there was flarp. There, there was some uh, fart talk and and whatnot. The uh, the product here is flarp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Made in China, one hundred and five grams. That's three point seven ounces. Flarp noise putty. Yes. So basically, what it is, it's it's this little cup. A little bit, looks plastic like, cup, like about a four ounce cup. Or you know, so. they should have made it brown. And and no, and <laughs> and and this bright pink, Pepto Bismol pink. <laughs> I know uh, it would have been better at brown. Like very, very, very soft and loose. That's probably not a, not a good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> soft Bill. and loose, silly putty. That's very moist. Yes. And and you just kind of like pull it up to the top. Craig, you're better at this than I do. You play you play this you play flarp the way Liberace used to play the piano <laughs> with flamboyance. You, yeah, you, you are you're fabulous. <laughs> um, but you, and you, so you just kind of get it to the top, and then you just take your finger and you go. It's <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And, and all I can think of is district convention. <laughs> right there. Yeah, this, so we'll, we'll leave that you know, in the middle. Some, where some it's of the accessible. pastors in our district are guilty of, of <laughs> you know, they'll be up at the microphone, and all of a sudden you just kind of hear. This thing, you know, it's fun too. Is 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 depending on where the where this glob of flarp is, you know, you can you can get different kinds of effects. So you get the, you know, <laughs> or you get the, or, or. <laughs> Sounds like a bad night after Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it's it's a good oh, time. Oh my word. This is a party favor. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have descended to new lows here. But uh but that's our it's our proud new sponsor, <laughs> Flarp. <laughs> All they have to do is send us a, a jar of this or a, a, a case. I, I want I want a case of of God Whispers Flarp. <laughs> All right, enough. <laughs> That's just. I mean, you have to see this stuff. It's addictive. You can't not do it. 
And and the, your wife gave you this? My wife, Paula. You know, she encourages Do I not have a great is, wife or what? This is, oh, man. I, housekeeping. Do you My wife talk? thinks that farts are funny do, do every wanna, time. Do you, well, she has to. Even when they stink. She's, she's married to you, so... Uh, do you um, Manly Doctors thirteen is the phone number six two six five nine three seventy seven thirteen Manly Doctors thirteen. That's why we are the Manly Doctors because we have the phone number. What about the other stuff? You're just looking at me. <laughs> Camping. <laughs> Isn't that your biggest fear when you're camping? You know, you, you just kind of <laughs> a little too many. You know, that's that's begin, that's that's starting to get very close to the blazing saddles campfire scene. <laughs> right there. You know, we're we're down at the level of Mel Brooks right right now. We need uh, someone playing a harmonica. In God whispered. We, that could be arranged. Yeah. Uh, Godwhispers.org or dot com. Godwhispers at gmail dot com. We are on Facebook. Hey, we are on Twitter, right and we have a phone call. Yay. I wonder, it's probably some someone calling, trying to collect something. Is that... We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this I time. I should keep that handy for when uh, telemarketers call. Yeah, I always do that when the Synod calls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harrison again? Yeah, either that or you give them... Sitting in it. Sitting in it, yes. One of these days we're going to get a translation of that. Sitting in it. Sitting sitting in it. Hey, speaking of email. Yeah, email. Hey, the God Whispers mailbag. Brought to you by Flark. (laughs) Flark. That's right. We have a sponsor now. I like this. I like this. Let's uh, let's put the flarp down. <laughs> oh, well, that, that was a popper, right? Wow, there. A yeah. popper. I seem to. I, I lost all my uh, hoe down there. Ah, our friend uh, Jason Caspar's at it again. Yeah, Jason. He's, uh, he's a busy guy. He, he writes, "Dear Manly Doctors." Maybe he's not busy enough. Well, I, that's that's what out. I'm thinking. Yeah, here, dear Manly Doctors. Here's another steaming pile. <laughs> That's kind of appropriate, isn't it, right there? <laughs> On an unrelated note, the baptism song, Kleinus Gottestkind, was recorded at the baptism of Anahit Agajanian. Wow. Anahit Agajanian. Is that a person? Yeah. Daughter of my friend Garrett, son of Danny, twin brother of Dennis. Agajanian? My world is small. Agajanian? 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 There's a, a Christian guitarist named Agajanian. He's rocks. My, the world is a small place when we add in a little Lutheran conversation. Uh, he encloses another uh, one of his um, Enya-esque multi-track. Enya. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, multi-tracked, harmonizing with myself. I want to tell the story. To tell a story, but my what do is here theology of glory is 
trees and deer. We cannot see our Saviour, the corpus is forbid. A barren cross, a picture, was staring in the glade. I want to tell the story, theology of glory. Won't let me tell the story, just met a discourse here. I didn't catch that last line, did you? Was it... Something discourse. Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, there you go. The, another another one for the uh, GW collection. The CD grows. It could be a two-CD <laughs> set by the time we're done. With, you, you know, know. between Caspar uh, and Limaker, Limaker, Limker, uh, God only knows what we could come up. I with. think I think we need a we need a Lemker reprise here. What do you think? Sure, fire away. This is called Skate Onward. <laughs> he likes to build those big intros. Yeah. It's all about the intro. There you go. Found my instrument for the <laughs> symphony. That's you know, Garrison Keeler. Craig D'Onofrio on the flarp. <laughs> Garrison Keeler does that thing on on what is the best instrument for a Lutheran to play? Yes, flarp. Flarp. <laughs> I think he comes down to the oboe I'm or something just, like that. But um, I think a flarp is where it's at. Let's see. Rick Light writes. <laughs> Rick writes. You try saying that two times fast. Dear Manly Doctors, I've been listening to your podcast regularly. I don't get a chance to listen regularly. So back in the 160s, I was listening up to two or three episodes per day to get caught up. Still not a good idea. We who recently taught we should avoid too much God whispers at once, so I have repented and now listen to no more than one a day. That's, that's, that's wise. Yeah, that we, is, we, that's, that's good. You we, can go we were, two if you space them mm-hmm. out. If you do like one in the morning and one in the evening, yeah, we we, we re- have to have that detox period in between. We record two in a day, and yeah. and and I'm not right for days after. No, no, I, I especially to, after this one, <laughs> <laughs> I have to sleep for quite a while. I'm going to take this. that flarp away from you. <laughs> what? 
what is it about that? That just brings back sixth grade. Yeah, I, I mean, you that's know. the thing is, is we are. Do you realize if reverting? If we would, well, you weren't a kid in the Lutheran church. This. <laughs> In confirmation class would have been gold right here. Just, you know, just you know, you could just hear it. You know, question question one seventy four. What are the attributes of God? <laughs> Actually, I've got a kid in my confirmation class that doesn't need that. Oh, he just, <laughs> or he or has you, no problem. Or just your palm, your Palm Sunday. You know, uh, uh, the the uh, confirmation exam, the public exam. You know, and then. One of the girls gets up to do her recitation. And just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that you is. Know, they have the, that's coming to district convention with they, us. They have the radio controlled fart machines, the remote control fart machines. Oh, and they. This just sounds so much more real than some electric, you know, little crappy speaker kind of thing. But it, it can't. The the word crappy may not maybe it's maybe ill advised here. All right, <laughs> put that thing, put that thing away. Juicy, that, that's just. Oh. <laughs> that one wasn't that the flarp. Thing, that thing. <laughs> that thing has the whoopee cushion beat hands down. Oh yeah. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, we're, we're losing Rick. all the lady listeners out there. <laughs> no, we're gaining them. Although you're, Ellie's loving it. He, you're, the, the guys, hi, Ellie. Like, the guys like Ellie. The yeah. gals like Ellie. The guys. Just, the guys. The gals like Ellie are loving it. Or or any of those gals on the Don't Ordain Us uh, Facebook site. Right. <laughs> what a right. group yeah. that is. You recently taught. Which, okay, I did it. Here's an interesting exchange we had at our congregation a few years ago with a retired pastor who served us faithfully during a vacancy. Pastor, the Lord be with you. Congregation, and also with you, Pastor. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have I have experienced this personally myself at a district pastors conference. You know, the opening divine service. I have seen this. I won't mention the guy's name or the location, but I this is this guy is not alone. This is not alone. This is and it's exactly like that. You know, let's try it. The Lord be with you, and also with your spirit. Oh, thank you. Yes, every time we said this part of the liturgy twice on Communion Sundays, he very sincerely said thank you. I've never heard this from any other pastor. I I usually like to say, you're too kind. (laughs) (laughs) You're too kind. You know, really, really, really. Yeah. Liturgy, liturgical speak, it's not yours to play with okay and uh, you know th- it's this kind of this faux politeness thank you thank you you know i think a way to acknowledge that is to bow you know the, 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 or the, amen well no but in this particular dialogue of the lord be with you and with your spirit and also with you I, I think the appropriate gesture there is to bow which i do because I see that as a mutual, that's a mutual blessing. You are right. blessing the congregation. The congregation is blessing you. It occurs at the time when you're doing probably the most pastoral acts, okay? So you're praying the collect or you're beginning the, ser- the, the uh, service of the sacrament. Uh, there's one other time in the old common service right before the benediction where you do that. But that, uh, what that is actually is it's the place at which the presider takes over the liturgy again. He might have assistants do a bunch mm-hmm. of other things, mm-hmm. but when he steps up to the plate, 
you know, you don't just kind of stand up and start talking in the liturgy, but you say, the Lord be with you. <laughs> you're, I'm keeping this flarp away from it. You have that look in your eye, like, you know, you're, you're just going <laughs> to, you know, you, you would do something really, really vulgar and dumb, like, you know, the Lord be with you. <laughs> well, I was thinking while you bow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And also with you, and you bow, and... <laughs> This is gold. Don't ever put this in the hands of your youth group. <laughs> no. Sundays. Absolutely not. Your, your, your sermon videos, you know what's running in the background genius, there. Actually. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't give them any ideas. I think the ushers ought to search for flarp at the door. <laughs> search the kids for the flarp. Made in China. Those Chinese. Jarve number 41, Jacksonville, Florida, made in China. You know, the Americans just don't make FLARP as good as the Chinese. You know, I'm really, I'm really happy and pleased to know that it conforms to ASTM 04736. Warning, keep away from heat. Hmm. Hot FLARP. That could be bad. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> could you imagine putting in, your finger in, in, so in like many ways. 175 degree FLARP? That could hurt. Yeah, that's sort of the habanero FLARP. <laughs> <laughs> Do not eat. Oh, for age three plus. Burning FLARP. <laughs> age three. Well, yeah, put know. this in the hands of a three-year-old. I, I doubt a three-year-old How old are you? Four. <laughs> wow, we have taken a low turn here. Yes, and also with you, thank you. Um, I, I think bowing would be appropriate. I, I think this is this kind of, uh, you know, look at me. I'm 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 more, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just more polite than other pastors. More polite, not not pious, just polite. Polite. That's the that's the thing. That was polite. It's just more of the same innovation. You know, I I can grind this axe on the other side. These guys who basically criticize all these homegrown liturgies, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these, these contemporary services and these things that some worship committee throws together on a Friday evening, you know, over at the pastor's house, over chips or something. And then what do they do? They concoct their own service from, you know, the Magdeburg Kirchenordnungen of 1754. And, you know, use the hymnal. But it's the historic liturgy. The historic liturgy. <laughs> no, that's the lectionary. You know, the historic liturgy. The one. The, the, <laughs> the one. You know, right. the, that one. The, the historic one. Bottom line, I think, that's a, I think this is a really <laughs> silly, silly practice. See, I said that, and I didn't have the flarp handy. You've taken it away from okay, me. Okay, here's the flarp. Go and, and, have at it. Uh, okay. This the the historic liturgy. <laughs> this will be the oh, that's why you were giving me that nod and the goo goo. No, eyes. no, I'm I'm just I'm just being emphatic about the historic liturgy. Thank you. <laughs> See now that's clever. Um, <laughs> I just got it, gentlemen. It was. It took a second. I'm fate. I'm enjoying listening to your January 30th program. We've gone we've gone beyond now. The question came up: What's the difference between a monk and a friar? I believe the answer is that monks generally remain cloistered while friars do their work among people in the world. Thus, Luther was a friar rather than a monk. I hope this helps. I thought one of them worked the friar in the kitchen. <laughs> That's the fry chef. Oh. Let's see. Um, I, I actually I, I, I looked this up <clears throat> from uh, a, a, a forum, Catholic Answers. Uh, somebody asked that question here. Where is it? 
Where is that? I want to get the uh, Catholic answers. That's right. The fathers know best. <laughs> wop, 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 wop. I need a sad uh, trombone. Uh, here's the uh, yeah. We have to find that. Here, here's here's the way this is uh, this is distinguished by a brother David who, of the Carmelite order. So he ought to know. A monk is a member of a monastic order, and a friar is a member of a mendicant order. Monks live in a monastery. Friars live in a friary. Monks are usually cloistered, and friars are usually active. So there. Mendicant? Mendicant. means that? poor. Oh, so they take a vow of poverty? Is that the deal? They all take a vow of poverty. But uh, but I, I think the idea here is that they actually... Um, the the uh, the the monasteries are located kind of away from the world. Uh, somebody writes in a monastery is usually intentionally isolated in the countryside to promote a peaceful, more contemplative lifestyle for the monks. A friary is usually located next to whatever apostolic work the friars are doing, whether that is a parish, a school, etc. That would fit because Luther's vocation was a, was a doctor of theology. He taught at Wittenberg University, and he was also a preacher, a prediger at uh, the Wittenberg uh, Cathedral Church, which I believe was named St. Mary's, but somebody's going to correct me if I'm wrong there. But, uh, but anyway, so, but that was located in Wittenberg, uh, you know, in the city. So, so um, yeah, he was a, an August Palestinian friar. Um, I think for our intents and purposes, monk and friar um, usually, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're roughly interchangeable. This is an interesting, uh, interesting thread here. It goes back to September 2005. Brother Rich. Um, or Brother Poor, depending no, on. No, this is Brother Rich. On, on a tiny island, there's a group of cannibals. <laughs> One day, the witch doctor was called to a hut where several cannibals had bad tummy aches. After, after looking at each other, he inquired, what did you have for lunch? One of the cannibals explained that he'd boiled one of the funny brown-robed men from the other island. Aha, said the witch doctor. That's the problem. You shouldn't have boiled him. He was a friar. <laughs> hey yeah, There you go. Where's that rim shot? Uh, a group of tourists went through an old English monastery, which had recently started selling food goods, and had opened up a small restaurant on the premises, specializing in the old standby fish and chips. The food was so delicious that one of the men insisted on going to the kitchen to thank the cooks in person. There were two men in the kitchen. One was the chip monk, and the other was the fish fryer. Ah, yeah. Ah, Man, ah, these, ah, these monks have a million of them. I tell you, that's a... Let's see. A group of friars moved into town, opened a florist shop. Things were going very well, as they could charge less than everyone else because they didn't need much to live on. While their success was causing trouble for the only other florist shop, a family-run business in town, the owners of the shop went to see the friars to ask them either to close their shop or raise their prices. The friars could not understand this request and so refused to do either. So the father of this family sent his son, Hugh, over to speak to the friars one last time. Well, this seemed to work as the friars closed up shop the next day. Do you know what the moral of the story is? Hugh and only Hugh can stop florist friars. (laughs) Oh, God. That's hard to say. Hugh and only Hugh can stop florist friars. Again, you have been warned. Nice. <laughs> I love the internet, don't you? Oh, okay. So much, for, so much for that. Oh, man, we only have four and a half minutes. Hey, your phone is ringing. <laughs> Let's see. So we took care of that. We took care of that. Um... 
Do you, do you take note of the uh, manly manly uh, doctors, the uh, God Whispers thong up in the swag store? Yes, I saw that. Man, was that quick marketing or what? Yeah, I sensed well, I sensed you, a market. You got on it right away. I sensed a market. You uh, created a market over there with the uh, the ladies at the Don't Ordain Us Facebook site, and uh, the GW thong went up. Wow. Yeah. That took me all about, what, five minutes? Now, see, that's... It, it was right there. That's savvy. That's the middle-aged mind at work. I got a new sound effects program here. Oh, I'm so glad. Wait, this one's called Gospel. Let's hear what that is. I think it's just Gospel gospel moment. Well, keep keep that on. Kind of lower that. We'll get Hugh. um, We got, let's see, who do we got here? Not not Hugh and only you. Um, Michael. Hi, Manly Doctors. Something wigged out with my last email. Here's what I was trying to say. My dad is a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. <laughs> oh, and my wife is also a Seventh-day Adventist. Yikes. All right. I how that's going. Didn't, uh, didn't our favorite congressman uh, marry a Seventh-day Adventist and uh, leave the... Uh, I don't remember if she was Seventh-day Adventist or not. I, you know, he was the great thorn in the flesh of the district president. I loved it. I loved that guy. I mean, he'd get up there and and he'd uh, he'd be uh, calling questions that haven't been uh, even put on the floor yet. It's a beautiful so, thing. Let's see. This goes okay. Eighth day theology. Uh, if you guys are in the mood to look at any of this, great. Uh, let's see. Eighth day theology. Hmm. Where's the rest of the stuff? Oh, here it is. Nine items. Nine items. Good grief. Let's Zoinks. see. So the whole idea, I mean, the, you know, we'll, we'll cut to the chase here. You know, the, the eighth day, um, seventh day, let's see, eighth day. You know, the whole business is about Sabbath, that the Sabbath was created and blessed by God. It's a question of authority. Whose authority do you accept? The teachings of men, the church, the bishop of Rome. In fact, I, I believe that some Seventh-day Adventists actually hold that worship on Sundays of the Antichrist. Yes. Yeah. I've heard that one. So what do you do with that? Uh, we worship on Sunday, not Saturday. I, I think it's actually pretty simple, okay? Um, and and I, would, I would cite uh, three different, three different uh, passages. One, you just go to any of the uh, Gospels, Synoptic Gospels, where Jesus says that the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, and he also says that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. You know, Jesus was accused of being a Sabbath breaker. Uh, you know, there are times when you read that he was preaching in the synagogue, which is where you're supposed to be on the Sabbath. But on the other hand, there's not this clear indication that he followed every uh, rabbinic rule regarding well, the Sabbath. how dare he heal someone on the Sabbath? Yeah, that, well, that's the great conundrum, yeah. you know. I mean, it's, it's, it, he loves posing that. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Um, when do you do it? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I always like to say, you know, couldn't Jesus have waited till Sunday? Yeah, no Or, you know, catch a Thursday, a free Thursday, you know, you're hanging with the boys. Office hours. Not multiplying loaves and fishes. Why don't you do a healing? You know, but, but he's got he's to do all these things on the Sabbath day just to irk them. So, you know, you've got that point, that principle that the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is in service of man and his salvation. The man does not serve the Sabbath. It's not one of these rules that somehow, you know, you keep and you get in good with God. So um, beyond that, I think of important, important um, New Testament passage, Colossians 2.16, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival, a new moon, or a Sabbath. I mean, Paul is very clear that that the Christian is completely free of the law of Moses. Mm-hmm. 
that that the that the, the law came in to multiply transgression to pave the way for Christ to lead us to Christ to put sin to death in the flesh to amplify sin but it, there's no there's no sense anywhere in the new testament that these guys were keeping the sabbath in fact, it seems like they go out of their way not to. Jesus shows up not on a Sabbath, but on a Sunday. He's always showing up on the first day of the week. Hmm. He rose on the first day of the week. He shows up in John only on the first day of the week. We got to take a break. Ah. We'll be back. Run away. Run away. Run away from the stench in the trenches. Run away. Run away. These frogs with their terrible prattle are fighting a battle with cattle. We're awful of fear, so let's get out of here. Run away, run away, run away. You English are a bugger folk, your mothers all are rugger folk. Your army is a bloody joke, you couldn't beat an arctic joke. Inside the club, it been cooked soon. Tingling voices, clinking ice, and evening so nice. I come back twice. I buy drinks, me and her. It seems a proper answer, dairy girl. Stocking sizzle on her thighs, that look in her eyes. I feel like a prize. Chinatown more cha 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 Welcome back to the God Whispers, a little Don Tiki China Bar Cha Cha Cha. Week two. <laughs> These guys are great live. They 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 have dancers and they they have. Do they go on? Do they go on tour? I mean, can you just they, kind of? They're kind look of like up Steely Dan. Dan. They're mostly just a oh, studio yeah, band. Yeah, they're they're mostly a studio band, but they do some gigs. I, I've watched some YouTube on them, and they're pretty visual. Yeah, they were at Tiki Oasis last summer. Uh, do you have to go to like Tiki Cons to? Uh, Maybe I'm not sure, but uh, that'd be a, that'd be a real stretch for me. Have, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle a Tiki Con. They have a girl who dances around at certain parts of the show she she comes out in different outfits but there's one in particular where she comes out she's wearing a grass skirt and she has a lamp on her head a lamp it, it's not just a lampshade it actually lights up and, wow. she, and she dances around she's, wow. she's the hula girl lamp there it's pretty awesome there you go we're big fans anyway Don Tiki we are talking about the Sabbath day in response to an email, and I just want to finish up that thought. Um, basically, you know, the Sabbath has its origins in creation. It's, it's that unique day that has no evening or morning. It's the culmination of the, the creative week in Genesis where God calls these things into, calls everything into existence by his word, and then he stops speaking. 
and so so he rests on the seventh day and declares the seventh day holy and and so the seventh day is a day in which God's people uh, join in the rest of God. I mean, it is Shabbat, is rest. That's what that's what the word means. Uh, Jesus is our Shabbat. He is our rest. Uh, the seventh day is a, a typological thing that points to Christ and the eternal life that's in Christ. And so if anyone is in Christ, he has the fullness of the seventh day in the Sabbath. I, I think everything that happens in the resurrection indicates that the, the Sabbath day is fulfilled when Jesus rested in the tomb. Just as God rested after creating all things by his word on the, on the seventh day, so the Son of Man rested on the seventh day in the tomb and then rose on the first day of the new creation, the eighth day. You don't see a lot of eighth-day theology in the New Testament. Uh, perhaps it's just kind of alluded to. It's certainly developed later in the, in the later centuries. But uh, it's very clear, even in the New Testament, that the Lord's Day... Is is Sunday is and the the major things that you see are Jesus rose on Sunday, he appears risen from the dead to his disciples uh, on on the first day of the week, the Holy Spirit is poured out on the church on a Sunday, uh, and John is worshiping in the Spirit uh, on a Sunday on the island of Patmos in the Revelation, so uh, you know I th- I think it's pretty clear that um, that. A traditional day of worship for Christians was decidedly not Saturday, but Sunday. I think there's also a notion that we're not Jews, and we're not we're not under the Mosaic law, and therefore uh, we're not obligated to keep the Sabbath in that way. Now the question comes up: <clears throat> If that's the case, then the Old Testament says that the Sabbath, like the Passover, is a it's it's an abiding ordinance. It's an everlasting ordinance. In other words, it's eternal, it, and so so it can't be set aside. Uh, and so, well, how would you respond to that? I mean, there are several places in, in the Torah that indicates that the Sabbath is not to be set aside, but that it's an everlasting uh, command of the Lord, as is the Passover. So so what would you say? I, I go to what you were just saying, is that it's fulfilled in Christ, and uh, as proof, the early church worshiped on Sundays, for starting from the apostles themselves. Yeah, I, I think that's, there's a lot of polemic to that, just like Paul refuses to circumcise in most cases yeah. and argues against it because we're not Jews, that's fulfilled. Uh, the church um, declared Wednesday and Friday to be its fast days, not Tuesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. because we weren't Jews. Um, I, I think now there's no commandment to worship on Sunday. You know, Sunday is not the New Testament Sabbath. It's not the alternative Sabbath. There is no calendar day of rest in the New Testament. Right. Um, you know, in fact, Luther, when he takes up that commandment, and of course the commandments don't strictly speaking apply to Christians, but when he takes up that, the uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, or as he had it, the secondary phrase, uh, keep the holy day holy or sanctify the holy day, he focused not on a calendar day, but on the word, the activity of the preached word, that we should not despise preaching in the word of God but hold the sacred gladly here and learn it. So so Luther's concept of the Sabbath has to do with the word. It doesn't have to do with the day. Well, and I'd, I'd add a wrinkle into that also, is that there's not a particular time of the day that is appropriate or inappropriate. You know, I realize, I, I think that church probably went to morning worship because people would fast before receiving the sacrament. 
Well, a lot of times Dr. Nagel points out that, uh, you know, uh, there's ample evidence in the early centuries of the church that they worshiped very early in the morning before sunrise because because there was no day off in Roman society. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to go to work. Yeah, that's a good and point. And so you, you, came and you came to the church around 4 in the morning, and uh, you set off to work about 6 or 7. So, so they would actually just start their day early, which leads to a lot of the, you know, the liturgies of vigil and, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the candles and, and this darkness into light. Kind of theme. I mean, that, that's certainly very visually um, appealing. Uh, it has great symbolic value. Uh, probably the uh, you know the ancient precursor to the Easter sunrise service. <laughs> so. Well, if you keep the hours, where would seven services a day? Is that right? that depends where where you sample seven, nine, twelve. But uh, there 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 are a lot. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking every, every three, hours three hours or so. Hours, yeah. yeah. So that's why the monks invented or friars. I don't know which invented. Uh, uh, the watch, the chronometer. Oh, so it, they they would know when to go. Yeah, well, it, it, you you know, a sundial is only going to work uh, when the sun's <laughs> out. So, but yeah, they yeah. you know that's, they that's they, they were sleep deprived. No wonder their theology sucked as much as it did in in the Middle Ages. <laughs> I think they're all sleep deprived. Well, there's that. Luther said at at some point in one of his writings, he says that he's now like several years behind in praying the Psalms because you know you had to pray through the entire Psalter, I think, once a week or something, or once a day. I don't know, but he says he's now wow. years behind and despairs of ever catching up again. So, so much for that discipline. Good luck with that. Yeah. Now, there's one more concept I think that, and and this is really, I think this is the gist. It's it's in it's the end of Romans. Uh, in, in fact, let me look up that verse real quick so I quote it accurately. Romans chapter three. Um, it's the very last the very last verse of Romans chapter three after Paul has articulated justification by faith, and he says this: Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? No, he says by no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. And I think there is your answer for how we in the New Testament keep these everlasting covenants in the Old Testament, namely the Passover and the Sabbath. They are kept not by our works. In fact, the Sabbath was about no work. What was the one thing you couldn't do on the Sabbath? Work. Work. You know, and, and I think that's precisely the point, is the Sabbath is not kept by works, but... As Paul says, we uphold Torah, we uphold the law, not by our works, but by faith in Christ. And so we can argue, I think, from from Paul's own statement, that the Sabbath law is upheld not by our not working on the seventh day or our worshiping on Saturday or any calendar day for that matter, but it's upheld by faith in Christ, as is all of the law. We uphold the law, not by our works. We've been reading Heidelberg, right? You can't uphold the law by your works because the sinner is doing them. But we uphold the law by faith. Faith alone upholds the law because Christ upholds the law. I got nothing to add. That's a, I mean, that's, that's the clincher. You know, it's not, it's not arguing, gee, by what authority do they change worship from Saturday to Sunday? That is the dumbest question you could ask. I mean, the question is, does any of the law apply in the New Testament? The answer is no. And yet it does, because the whole thing still stands valid. Only because we're still old man. Yeah. You know, even even people are so fascinated with the instructive use of the law, the law, the third use that instructs us and that. Yeah, the old Adam needs to be instructed to death. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. As Lutherans, we are really actually obsessed with the second use of the law. 
that 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 use that exposes our sin and shows us a need for a savior. Uh, you know that that also instructs us at the same time. Well, you know, but see, the thing is, all functions of law, whether you're talking about the curbing function, the mirroring function, or the instructing function, they all accuse and kill. Right. And that's really the important thing. Yep. Is is that in the in the first function of the law, everybody is being mortified. You know, every time that you are told you can't do that, you die. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I was looking, this is kind of an aside, but uh, uh, it was a pastoral observation. Have you seen the big dust up on Facebook, the Ordain Women Now bunch? Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I haven't followed them oh, so much. A... I don't want my name associated with that. So. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't so much as put a syllable down on that site. But, uh, you know, it, that, oh, it's vicious, too. Well, there's, when, when you there's, get the, when you get the confessional if you, women if going you disagree against disagree with us, we will ban you. Oh, you know, you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Girl fight on the playground. It does kind of. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, you know, the talons come out, and yeah, oh my yeah. word! There's a lot of hair pulling going oh, on. I mean, and... tell me, tell me, the crowds weren't bigger for the girl, <laughs> the girl fights. You know, I, I mean, I remember you're, you're out in the playground, grammar school. We had a great playground for fights too. I mean, it was, it was a big stretch of asphalt, and then a nice grassy area in case oh, you a place in case, where you can roll. Yeah, in case you needed yeah. to roll, you know. So you, if it needs to go to the ground, yeah, you can, that, you that's, can go that's right. If you're going to duke places. it out standing up, the asphalt was okay. Yeah, but if you sensed it was going to go into mixed martial arts, <laughs> go to the grass. <laughs> but you know, and the guys were good. But the guy, you know, guy fights are short. Right. You know, it's there's Usually a couple. Of, someone gets punched in the face and it's over. A couple That's, of good shots, it's over. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like a hockey fight, but but the girl fights, those were good. Those well, were choice. See, the boys would come in, they'd have black eye and a fat lip, and the the girls never really got marked up much. No, this there's a lot of hair pulling, a lot of hair pulling, some scratching, maybe you see some scratching, scratches. and a lot of stretching of fabric. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah you know, grabbing each other's that. clothes yeah. and that's but we just oh we we love that stuff, man. It was it's, just, it's a good thing. Whenever you saw a really dense crowd of <laughs> kids, got you knew there was first of all there was always a you know a fight, and and I you know I to this day I don't know how those fights ever started. I I don't you know they know. just all of a sudden what I mean did they just kind of agree to duke it out after school or what the story was or somebody looked somebody else up in the playground but uh, anyway that's what the, the own site that that ordained women now not the Oprah Winfrey network but ordain, ordained women now they want ordained women in the Missouri Senate and they want them now or we will pull your hair and scratch you and scratch you stretch no, your fabric it, so they've been they've been engaged in in that 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 lovely facebook behavior of blocking and uh deleting now i thought only our people had that down to and when, <laughs> no, I, when I say our people only i mean one person in particular <laughs> right only a select few <laughs> are into the blocking and deleting the junior high of facebook discourse yeah boy don't you want to be one of the people on the floor level of the i the the uh the ipo uh of uh, Facebook, you know what? That Woo. stock's going to take off and it's going to crater yeah, real fast. That's right. And then it'll yeah. The lot. first stupid thing that Mark Zuckerberg does after they go public is the end of the stock. Well, this is or, not Apple. Believe or me, that will be the time to buy yeah, right. after it's cratered. <laughs> then you know. absolutely, yeah. If you can't get in on the ground floor, wait a month. Yeah, and, oh, and absolutely. you know the, when the tankage settles, I, I'm going to say probably within two weeks. You think a two? You oh, think yeah. you think a high offering and a two week tank? Oh yeah, I love yeah. it. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, stuff's going to come guess. out. But then again, that's why I have millions upon millions of debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
You want to get into the uh, Heidelberg? I, w- I was in the middle of a point. Oh. Oh, yeah, and the point is this. Yeah, th- these, these, these women want to be ordained. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they are bridling against the law that says no. And I am convinced that that is the mortification of the old sinful nature in women. You know, because because post fall, the, your desire will be for your husband's place. Um, you know, that's what Paul points out that Eve was deceived, and therefore women are not to teach or hold authority. This is the law's mortification of, if you will, the old Eve. Eve needs to be told to shut up. She she has created wow. a huge problem. Wow! And see, the new Eve delights in that. The new Eve delights in that. Well, I, I just like it's, but it's no different with men. What's what's the what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing that men that men have to experience under the law? Oh, uh... marital monogamy. <laughs> okay, right there. I mean, that is basically the biggest lust killer there ever was. It's like, okay, dude, you can only have one woman. You can have her Attention. for life. The following segment contains a home schooler alert. I'm a little late. Attention. <laughs> I just threw that one in. A home schooler alert. I, I but didn't look see at this it. coming, so but, I, but, I but But look at it. The whole law is geared toward the mortification of sin in the flesh. And when people get upset, they get angry, they, get, or they organize, they, they form Facebook groups. All they're doing is bridling against the law. Well, I, I, if we're going to talk about this whole women's ordination thing... I love the people who can counter this with a a very nice reasoned response that says, "I respect women too much to put them into that kind of a position." And, yeah, and, all right, and, and that's fine. That's nice. And, it and sounds nice. I, I mean, I, I admire that, but ultimately, it's a little passive aggressive to it, me. But uh, that's well, right. I see that coming from women, so kind of kind of like that. Yeah, but one of the things that is is fascinating to me is that it's feminism it's i have a right to be a servant okay and so let's let's go with luther's category on this when when who who which which is it the old man or the new man who asserts his rights uh, the old man. You bet. Yeah. That's right. So whenever you hear somebody asserting his rights, now defending the rights of others, oh, that's a different story. Right. But asserting your rights and, and screaming and yelling and organizing and defending, uh, that does not sound like the mind of Christ to me. Well, th- this is like the Baptist that will come to your altar knowing full well what you believe as a Lutheran. Exactly. Rejecting it that's out right. of hand. Saying, screw you, this is I have a not right. the body and blood of Christ. There is nothing going on here except for bread and wine. And I'm an American, and I have a right, damn it. There it I'm, is. I'm coming for communion. See, and the question, and again, Luther, in his brilliance, he says, he says, we must deal with the person as though he were two persons, an old man and a new man. Right. So the question is, from which one does that come from? I have a right to the Lord's Supper. That's the old man. Oh, yeah. It sounds pious. I'm a Christian. You're judging me. I have well, a right. Yeah, and this goes hand in hand with I'm offended. But see, right there again. I am offended. Who do you think you are closed, to talk to me like that? Closed communion. Law or gospel? Yes. Pure law. <laughs> it's a mortification well, of the religious in, old Adam. It's gospel in the sense that there's, I am I'm not wanting to hurt you. No, or, or there's, participate there's in no. Go- it's hurt. law in service of the gospel. There is right. no gospel uh, in this whatsoever. I, I know some people try to try to 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 you know mess around with it and turn it into a gospel gift somehow. Or, but when you say no to somebody, 
That is yeah, pure law. law. It is law. It's a fence. It's a boundary. It's a child being told you can't, you, you can't go off the playground. Now, you, you do have the other side of the equation here where people will deny other people communion for all the wrong reasons. Uh, because you don't confess just like I but do. That's, that, that and may that goes be, back to a sinful reason to deny you communion. That may be a misuse of the law, right. but nonetheless, it's still the law. True. Yeah, I mean, it's all law. Yeah. And what's the law doing? It's mortifying the old Adam who believes he has a right to God's grace. You, you don't have a leg to stand on. You have nothing. It's all grace. You don't have a right. You don't have a right to breathe. Hmm. I'm, I'm before God. I'm Be, mulling this around. Before in my men, head. before men, totally different thing. That's civil righteousness, temporal thing. You can you can put your libertarian stuff on and run with it. We're talking before God, well, Coram Deo. You don't have a right to exist. There, there is this though. As a baptized child of God, that's new man. You do have a right because no, no, no. You, you have. Listen, listen. You have been given a seat at the feast. In your baptism, you have been given the admission ticket to the feast. Right, but you never assert your right. You have it. That's right. You can lay claim to it. Right. That's true. So this, this is why I always love it. When, when, and you've probably seen this before. You have the little boy who's like, you know, a toddler, like three years old, and he comes forward for, with, commun- you know, with the parents for communion, and he just kind of leans against the rail like, like yeah, he's yeah. belling up to the bar. Yeah, he's right and at he home. And he has this look like, I belong here. Yeah. And I just love that because yeah. you're right. You do belong That's here. right. You yeah. belong here. That's yeah. your place. You've got a place at the table. I mean, now when they, you know, everybody in Toronto, they, you know, they're reaching out for, no, they, they just want the cookie too like everybody right. else. Yeah. But, yeah. but still, that's the whole idea. He has this, you know, he, he wants to be included. He's yes. part of the family. I, you know, he doesn't understand you know, that he's part of a baptismal family, blah, blah, blah. That's not, no. that's not kind no. of in his ballpark there. But, but it's, it's about the law. And when you see angry people organizing and screaming and yelling and excluding other people and blah, 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 you know the law's at work and there's some mortification <laughs> going on. You know? And that includes, that, includes, that includes everybody. You know, that's, that's all of us. When we hear that big divine no, we hate it. Yeah. You know, we just absolutely hate it. And that, that's children. And, and see, that's where I think Luther is such a genius. So we need to get to some Heidelberg here because uh, we have the, oh, we have music for Heidelberg now. I love the drum roll. Oh. <laughs> the Heidelberg Disputation. Thesis 15, I believe, we, we were talking about Free Will last time. Free Willy, one of my favorite movies. And, uh, well, Free Willy 2, 3, 10. Uh, I like and whales. And now we are at 15 where we conclude the, this Let, little section let's take let's Let's just do a quick tour, just a quick uh, 13 through 15 to get 15, okay? We won't dwell on them, but, but I think you have to get the full gist of what Luther <laughs> Deutschland, Deutschland, überall. <laughs> dragging a little bit. Oh, this is dragging. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, poor Haydn. It was, it was, a, it was a beautiful tune. Yeah. It got co-opted by Hitler. And then it ends up in the hymnal, as glorious things of thee are spoken. Zion, city of our God. Thesis 13, free will after the fall exists in name only. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> there you go. And as long as it does what it is able to do, it commits mortal sin. Yeah. So there you have it. You know, I mean, well, was, we, we, we have free will to, to sin. To sin. Yeah, right. that's it. Uh, 14, free will after the fall has power to do good only in a passive capacity, but it can always do evil in an active capacity. What okay. the heck does Once that again, mean? No, it goes back to what we just said. Okay. We have free will to sin. We, we have free will to do evil. Yes, we do. But to do good only in a passive sense, and that is don't do anything. Well, I, yeah. Nor, now here's, here's the one that confuses me, so you help me. 15, nor could free will remain in a state of innocence, much less do good in an active capacity, but only in its passive capacity. Nor? Oh, that state of innocence, that's not pre-fall. Okay, it just basically says that free will cannot remain in a state of innocence in an active capacity. Right. But only in, in a passive, a subjectiva poitentia. Adam and Eve were upheld in the state of innocence, not by their own power, but from without. Interesting. Okay. The problem here was that it was claimed that if man had no active free will before the fall, it would appear as though he had not fallen because of his own fault. Peter Lombard. Interesting. Interesting. All right. (laughs) this, This is a tough one for me. Luther says, quoting Augustine, man received the ability to act if he so willed, but he did not have the will by means of which he could act. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, I think but this confuses me. But but this is but this is this is also Luther's point that that really deep down, come on, let's let's talk about it before God. And we're speaking before God, not before men, not temporal kingdom, not civil righteousness, but before God. There is no such thing as free will. Quorum Deo. The the will is either plugged into God and a servant of God, or it is plugged into the devil and a servant of the devil. There's no neutral free will. That's really the thing. Right, and and our Armenian friends, our semi-Pelagian friends... They all start with the neutral man. Right, right. They don't understand. And I, this is where I love Montgomery when he interacts with these people, because he'll say, fine, 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 whatever, you decided to follow Jesus, whatever. But you couldn't decide to do it unless the Holy Spirit had already come right. and given you faith... That's right. That, that says yes. Yeah, you, the faith you, that says yes. You has can't decide, you. commit, pray, kneel, confess, no. whatever it is you do, apart from the work of the Holy Spirit prior to that. Right. That makes the unwilling willing. Right. And of course, they always have to shove their foot in the door yeah, and say, "Yeah, but I'm, but I'm doing something here." MacArthur says this now. No, Montgomery. Oh, Montgomery. Oh, Montgomery. I heard MacArthur. MacArthur. Did I say MacArthur? Uh, well, if I you did, Montgomery. never mind. But but John Wark Montgomery. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, absolutely. And so he'll be talking to these. And a lot of people think that he plays footsies with the uh, fundagelicals too much. Well, but, I don't care what he does in his spare time. He uh, comes around and he says, look, you know, yeah, okay, fine. You made your decision for Jesus, whatever. You couldn't do that unless... He gave you yeah. faith in the first place, but to I do agree that. totally with that. I, yeah. I, I mean, you'd have to have you'd, you'd have to have a rock for a brain to, to to not listen to the subjective experience of an adult convert who has a sense of having um, decided, adopted. You know, they consent to baptism. They show up. <laughs> yeah, know? they go through instruction. They put up with pastors. I mean, th- this is this is obviously this is the work of the Holy Spirit. But that's not how you experience it. You're experiencing it as you are making some right choices. Yeah, but ultimately, it's faith that lends the amen. 
But and, you, and that's what they're talking about is the amen. See, and that's the, but still, that's, that's the thing is how you experience something and how something actually is are two completely different right. things. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, I completely agree with Montgomery on this notion. I, I disagree where he says you, you almost have to sort of talk or sell people on the idea that they're, that, you know, they're making a decision. And then once they're inside the house, you can fix that later. Well, but yeah. I will say this, you know, there is a, there's a notion. He's an attorney. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, he wants, what, what he just wants to close the deal yeah. right there, you know. But but there is a notion, I think, where you have to say, uh, you know, in certain terms, you know, in order to be saved, you must repent and believe the gospel. Now, I know that sounds like stuff you do. Yeah. But, you know, if you start going around and explaining what all of this means, you're never going to get any repentance, faith, anything else. You know, you Well, even those are passive. I mean, those come by way of gift. And and that's but but what to we the receive. ear to the ear they sound active they right. really do you know if if you ask me you know what do I do to be saved and I use Peter's answer repent and be baptized yeah <laughs> I've just given you two things to do well that that <laughs> repentance that having the the change of mind or heart you know that that we we can't do that in our old nature we can't we can't change right. our hearts to be like god well the know, old or... man the old the old man says why yeah i i like this line of thinking get a new mind are you crazy i'm you know i'm enjoying i i like this i like things just the way they are yeah so Death, I, bring it on baby i remember nagel saying god repents us <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> it's like that but but you know it doesn't us. feel that way it, no. our our subjective experience is that we have repented but, but you know, and that's the thing. When God, what does Luther say? He says, when God works through man, you know, first of all, it appears evil. Second of all, it, it's, it's, it, it will be sinful because he is working through our sinful natures. Well, so, yeah. you know, so God, sinful God is, butts his foot in. God is completely to... hidden. The Deus absconditus, he, he is the, uh, the, the hidden God who will not show himself directly. You know what? It's that time. I love it. We'll be back. Swirl it. Oh, no. Yes. No. No. Jesus <laughs> that was weak. There you go. Jesus Bring it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that. He's one who will never leave you flat. 